The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Katie Petrozino about her ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at Salon 6 of the Grand Floridian Ballroom and a dessert party in Germany at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Katie. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, we've both loved going to the parks since we were kids. I went about once a year because my parents were DVC and Jordan lived in Florida, so he would come all of the time. And when we first got engaged and we wanted to start planning our wedding, we threw around a few different places. Disney came up and we knew how well they could pull off any event from going to countless of them. And I wanted to take a little bit of a backseat to the planning process just because we both work full time and I know it can be a lot. And at the end of the day, Disney just made the most sense for us because I knew they could pull it off with so little problems and they definitely came through on that. That's fantastic. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Pretty excited for the for the most part. I think I had a few family members that couldn't make the trip since it was all the way in Orlando and they were from Indiana. But for the most part, everyone was really excited. And a lot of our family ended up using it as an excuse to definitely have an entire vacation out of it. So that was awesome. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had about 68. And it was, I think, the best number it could have been. It really worked out perfectly. Yeah, we invited about 100 and we had 68 in the end. Great. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We had a room block for the Grand Floridian, which is where we stayed that night since we were getting married at the Wedding Pavilion. And then we also had a room block at Caribbean Beach and Pop Century, We wanted to keep it on the Skyliner since we were having our firework party that night in Epcot. So if people wanted to just take that in or grab the monorail from the Grand Floridian, it was going to be easier for our guests for transportation since we didn't do outside transportation for that part. That's a great idea. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? That was pretty random. We set up a meeting and we were thinking... Sometime in the winter, just because it can get so hot here in the summer, and we wanted it to be comfortable, especially if the boys were all in tuxes and suits to do outside photos. So we picked sometime in there, and then they had a few dates in December, and 
nine, like the number nine was just a good number for me. It was my little brother's lacrosse number. Like it's just, it's, I have like a bunch of nines in my phone number for some reason, like a lot of random things with the number nine. And so when they were like December 9th, I jumped on that. I was like, I'll take that one. It seems like it's good luck for me. (laughs) That's great. And then how did you choose the time of day for your event? So we met at our first date was to brunch. And our first idea for our wedding was to have like a brunch wedding. We were going to have like breakfast kind of brunchy items to eat and have like a noon wedding and then have the rest of the day to just celebrate and like bask in the glow, you know, and then 12 was just a good time. It really worked out well, I think, for the whole schedule, especially to have since we wanted to have a firework party, we didn't want to be too rushed on either end and we definitely had enough space to do everything that we wanted to do that day, including extras. Like we ended up getting a drink at a bar after our reception before the firework party. And it was just fun to be in the Grand Floridian at that Enchanted Rose bar in my wedding gown. And everyone's just walking by and I felt so cool. (laughs) How did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? Our ceremony, I wanted something that was going to be, well, beautiful, first of all, which the wedding pavilion definitely is. And then I also liked the indoor idea because weather can be so finicky. And I am somebody who like, if the wind is blowing and my hair is going everywhere, even if it's up and it's like slightly brushing me, I'm going to be distracted. And I wanted to be like in the moment. And this gave me as few distractions as possible. So it was, it was really perfect. And then the ballrooms just fell into place after that. It was easy for our guests to be able to walk right over or if we had enough space in the limo and they did enough trips to get a ride over, it was easy to explain. I had like a brochure that explained where to be for every step of the day. And I don't think anybody got lost or confused the whole day. It was really perfect. So those locations just made it very simple. Fantastic. Did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? Yeah. So we had an outside vendor for our photographer and our videographer and then hair and makeup. So we did Bella Gray for our photography and they were incredible. They helped pose us and give tips for posing and our photos turned out absolutely gorgeous. I could not have imagined them any better. She asked for kind of the vibe I was going for and got to know me a little bit. And I think that those pictures perfectly encapsulated the entire day and everything that I would have wanted them to. And then we did the Bella agency for hair and makeup. And Yanis actually came out to my apartment before the wedding day and did a trial. And A, she's just an incredible person. She was so fun to hang out with. She did my just my makeup, but she did the hair and makeup for my bridesmaids. My face has never looked better. <laughs> and it felt good too. It wasn't like heavy. It was easy to wash off. It was, I don't know how she did it. She's a miracle worker. Actually, my sister-in-law did my hair and she also did incredible, but that was not really an outside vendor because she was just family and was nice enough to do it. And then my videographer was Ben Jimenez and he was incredible. Actually, he said he learned a lot from our photographer. So that was fun. They were getting along really well, which really added to the day. I felt like, you know, they're with you all day long. And if you had any personal differences, it could be awkward. But I, at the end of the day, I felt like we were friends and I genuinely wanted to hang out with them more. I was sad to see them go, even if they didn't give me photography or videography that I loved, which I do love. I, I think I would want to hang out with them a million more times. They really made my day special just having their personalities around me. That's fantastic. 
Going back to your makeup, I noticed that you wore your glasses for your wedding day. And I know I've seen a lot of people asking questions about, you know, should I do contacts? Should I wear my glasses? Or saying, I want to wear my glasses, but I haven't seen a lot of photos of brides wearing glasses. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So glasses were kind of my only option because I, strangely enough, have an eye phobia and cannot put contacts in. And so I knew going into my wedding, I needed to find a pair of glasses that were going to somehow go with my wedding dress and the aesthetic of a wedding. And I went actually only to a few eyeglass stores. I was surprised that we went to, I think it was just a lens crafters at the mall near us. And they had, it's a Tiffany's is the frames. And then they had anti-glare lenses that they were able to put inside of them so that when I got my photographs taken, they wouldn't like catch on the light and do weird things. And I fell in love with them. And I think it played perfectly into the elegance that I wanted to pull off, even though I had, you know, had to wear glasses. I think it added and didn't subtract. So I was really, really happy with how that turned out. That's wonderful. Now, how did you guys choose your officiant? So my officiant was my sister-in-law's father. My little brother got married the year before we did, and it was his high school sweetheart. And so I've known her family for a really long time. She has been an officiant for other weddings in their family. And then his best friend actually officiated my brother's wedding. So when it came to deciding who we wanted to do it, it just made sense. He does a great job at it, and we love him. He's like a another dad to me. So I, we asked him to be our officiant, and he cried. We did this huge, cute setup where we did a cook along and we gave him the recipe on a piece of paper, but the recipe was just him being our efficient. It was like the ingredients that we had and then what we were missing. And so the ingredients were, we had a wedding pavilion and a date and a time and we had us and we had the rings, but we were missing one ingredient. It was him. And he said, yes, it was really cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? So we had a pre-reception at the Whitehall room and patio, and we had a live guitarist, but I never actually got to see them because we didn't go to our pre-reception, but I think they were really good. And then we had a DJ named Michael Wyckoff at our reception, and he was amazing. He was so much fun. He had everybody up on, like, I I think I looked around at one point and not a single person was sitting down. They were all standing up dancing. He did this really interactive dance game where you danced through the decades, and it was incredible. That's wonderful. Do you guys have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend? So Another fun fact about me that I didn't tell you before, I am allergic to gluten and intolerant to dairy. So my cake had to be allergy friendly and our cake tasting was awesome. They had so many options for me and we ended up going with an espresso cake with a dark chocolate filling and it was very good. I couldn't believe that I could actually eat it. That's how good it was. I could have sworn it was actual gluten and dairy, but I never had a problem. And it was delicious. And then our menu was really cool. We actually had two meetings with chefs, one with the chef at the Grand Floridian to go over the menus there. And then one other private chef meeting with a chef from Epcot to go over our dessert party menu. And I cannot recommend that enough. We got so much more information from sitting down and talking one-on-one about what our options were with them than I think we ever could have gotten from just through our planner and any idea we had, they just magically made happen. 
I was like, I kind of want a mashed potato bar, which was already an option, but they like flew with it and made it something that even my vegan parents could have, including, and we had a mac and cheese bar and everybody could have that too. And then we had another request for our firework party that night. We wanted to have mold wine because it was December and it was a little chilly out and we thought that would be perfect. And they ran with it and made it happen. And it was incredible. It was such a fun little personal addition since we love doing mold wine every winter. It was really cool to make it personal. That's fantastic. Any other recommendations of items that you came up with that met allergy-friendly criteria? I could almost have every single thing on our buffet table. I think my favorite was probably the meat that we had, the short ribs. They were so good. They were a fan favorite too. Everybody came up afterwards and was like, we loved the short ribs. It was so good. The chef kept talking it up during our meeting. And I was like, yeah, 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 maybe we, we liked a few other options too. And by the end, he definitely had both of us convinced that we should just go with the short rib. And he was completely right. It was incredible. <laughs> now, can you tell my listeners a little bit about the other events you added around your day, like the dessert party in the evening and then the rehearsal dinner? Yeah, so our rehearsal dinner was at the Contemporary Hotel at the California Grill on the very top in their private Sonoma room. It was beautiful. It was so much fun. They had food for everybody. It was three courses. We had an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. And afterwards, we were able to go out into the private viewing rooftop of the Magic Kingdom fireworks, and it was their Christmas fireworks show. So it was a little bit later. And it was beautiful. It was fun to get to eat with all of our family in like a nice private setting and then go watch the Very Merry Time Christmas fireworks. And then we did our dessert party in Epcot. We originally wanted the Italy Pavilion, but somebody else already had it booked. We were on the wait list for it, but it never came up. Although Germany was gorgeous. And I think it was probably perfect because I liked having... The space that we did and the layout, it was great for having snacks. And then also everybody had a perfect spot to see. And it was the brand new fireworks show too. It had just started December 5th and we got married December 9th. So we hadn't even seen it yet. It was really exciting. That's great. Did you add a ride mix in? We didn't. We thought about it, but our only real option was Remy. And we would have wanted the Cosmic Rewind, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's like our favorite in all of the parks right now, but it wasn't an option. So we were like, well, we'll allocate that money towards more snacks and some other fun things. Huh, that's weird because they do let you use it. I wonder if maybe some other party had it or something. Yeah, I don't know. They said it wasn't an option. So we rolled with it though. No problem. <laughs> we ride it enough since we live so close by. We live just in celebration. So we go all the time. That's fun. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah. So hair and makeup started, I think at 5.45 a.m. Hair and makeup started. And then we started photos with our family members and stuff in the lobby of the Grand Floridian at 9 a.m. And then we did a bunch of photos around that area. And then we headed in over to our ceremony space at about, I think, 1145 in the limo, which was really sweet. We just rode in. I think it was me, my husband, maybe two of my bridesmaids, and my mom. And uh, we played the go into the chapel and we're gonna get married the whole way there. We were having so much fun singing along. And then we got there and they took me into that like private little waiting room 
And the wedding started at 12 and we walked and it was amazing and we partied and then we took a few more photos around the wedding pavilion. We exited, we had a bubble exit. So all of our guests had little bubble wands and they blew them and it was beautiful. And then we headed over to our pre-reception at the Whitehall Room and Patio at one. And they had all the guests go to where our hors d'oeuvres and everything were being served. And they actually took us into a private room and they brought all of the food that we had ordered for everybody and gave us each like a plate of it. And then we got to go see our reception space before everybody else. We got like a first look and our photographer and our videographer were there and we got to practice our first dance because we choreographed that. And then our reception started at two and gosh, that's kind of like a whole blur. It was so much fun, but I know we did speeches first. My mom did a speech. She was my maid of honor. And then Jordan's best man, his brother did a speech and our parents did like a thank you speech for everybody. And then we had the buffet and then, well, I guess we did our first dance before all of that. Yeah. So we did our first dance first and then we did speeches and then food and then after that, it was basically a giant party. We had the DJ going. We did our cake cutting somewhere in the middle of that. It was all like such a big blur of just dancing and fun. And then that ended at five. And we had a break until our firework party where we needed to meet in front of Epcot at 8 p.m. And so everyone kind of chose different things to do with their time. My wedding party and I, we went to the enchanted rose to get i think i got like an espresso martini or something and then we rode the monorail over to epcot and we were met by a guide who took us all the way into germany and then fireworks started and we were out i think we left at 10 from there we stopped at a photo pass somebody was taking photo pass photos and we got a photo and linked it to our magic band and then we rode the monorail back to the grand floridian and called it a day <laughs> That's great. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? We really wanted our guests to have an incredible time. That was really important to us. They're important people to us. I allocated a lot of my time towards making sure that they were going to be well informed and everything was going to be smooth for them. I didn't want them to be like walking around wondering what was going to happen next and not knowing where to go. So I had like a pamphlet for them. We had our guides that were well-versed on where to go. And and then, yeah, our, all of our most important food choices, I left mostly to my husband because he's an incredible chef and has very good taste in food. And so we, we went with a lot of the recommendations from the chef and wanted to make sure that we had great options there. Our pre-reception, we had, gosh, we had this vegan samosas and bacon-wrapped scallops. And then our reception, we had the short rib, we had a, the mashed potato bar, the mac and cheese bar, we had like grilled vegetables, they did a pasta station with a red sauce and then a vegan bolognese sauce. What else? We had a soup and a salad with, and all of these, like the soup was completely vegan. I could have it. My parents could have it. The salad, they had a dressing for us. Like I, it was incredible. And then our firework party, we had Mickey pretzels, a popcorn action station. We had a hot chocolate bar. 
we had mulled wine. I think that was it. Or when we had cookies, we had Christmas sugar cookies. We we went hard on the food. <laughs> okay, I know somebody's going to ask, what is on a popcorn action station? So they had like a little popcorn machine, and then you could put different toppings on it, like M and M's, and I don't remember what all was there. Caramel drizzle, yeah, like a bunch of fun stuff that you could put on top of popcorn. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, it was really cute. Now, were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I saved probably, well, I'm very crafty. So I was able to save a lot of money. I think I saved $2,000 off of our floral budget that they originally gave us just by doing like my own table numbers, my own seating chart. Oh, they quoted us $400 for bubbles for our bubble exit. (laughs) And I found really cute ones on Amazon for 20 bucks and gave them to our guide and she just handed them out to everybody. And it was so simple and easy. And then we just took the rest of them with us when we left and it was $20 instead of $400. So that was nice. We didn't upgrade to like any Disney characters or to ride in the carriage. So that saved a lot of money. We didn't do uplighting or anything. I mean, we really didn't need to add too much. I did a bridesmaids bouquet as my bouquet because I didn't want anything too big that took away from my dress because I thought my dress was really pretty and so that saved like almost $200 and then we reused a lot of our floral so our garland that was in the ceremony space when we got married they moved to the head table and then my bouquet was the centerpiece of the head table and then all my bridesmaids bouquets were used as the centerpieces for the guest tables and then we only had to add one extra so and then they also moved a lot of our candles and floral from the reception to our firework party so we were able to save quite a bit of money by just reusing floral for the whole day that's a great tip so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day my favorite memory is actually like a really sweet one that nobody else really knows. I mean, they know what happens, but nobody else was there to witness it. We were getting ready to to walk. All of, I think most of my bridesmaids has walked. We had two flower girls and the first one had already walked. But the second one, who is my husband's oldest niece, now my oldest niece, from the day I've met her, she's like loved me. And she was only a year old when I met her. I was at her second birthday. Now she's four. And she she's just been my best friend since the day I met her. She's so sweet. And she always will, will be playing and she'll randomly look at me. She'll be like, I love you, Aunt Katie. I'm like, oh, I love you too. And then, so she was going to walk last before me and my dad and put the last set of rose petals down. And she turned around and ran back from where she was supposed to stand to walk all the way to where they were holding me and knocked on the door. And I opened the door and I was like, you're doing such a good job, but it's your turn. You got to go right back up there. And she goes, I love you, Aunt Katie. And I was like, ah, that's so cute. And then she ran back and she walked, but it was just like such a, like I was joining her family. I was finally going to officially be her aunt. And she was like, I love you. And I was like, ah, I was like, I'm supposed to not cry right now. But it was really cute. Yeah. That is adorable. <laughs> it was it was perfect. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I think the only thing that went a little wrong was, it was my fault, is for our timeline in the morning. We were a little bit behind on hair and makeup, and it's because I was trying to give everybody as much sleep as possible, and I should have just had a start an hour earlier. But 
we just got a few less photos of us getting ready, but Bella Gray did a great job rolling with it. They got some shots that I actually didn't even know they got that I love from us like getting ready, but it was a very like chaotic, quick getting ready because we needed to be in the lobby by eight and we were definitely behind, but everybody rolled with it. Eunice rolled with it. They got us out. We looked gorgeous and we got plenty of other, my, all my favorite photos were from the enchanted rose room and they got us there and I can't complain about anything else. It was gorgeous and perfect. So I think that's the only thing. If I could go back in time, I would have been like, no, we're getting up an hour earlier. I don't care if you guys complain because <laughs> my bridesmaids were like, that's so early. And I was like, I know, but we have to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I think I was pretty well prepared for the day. I was, Jordan did just remind me, we were floral arrived late. We'd requested it earlier that morning way beforehand for photography to get their hands on to get like cute little moment shots with it and our rings and stuff and the flowers did arrive late so that was a little bit of a stressor because I was calling Jordan I was like I don't know where they are and my dad was supposed to pick them up and he was standing in the lobby for like an hour waiting just by himself I felt so bad but it all worked out in the end and then yeah I I don't know. Disney did a really good job. They they really kept us on schedule. And, and I was so well informed beforehand. Our planner was Haley Johnson, and she did incredible. I really felt like she was on top of it. So I was pretty well prepared for the day. That's fantastic. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Oh, yeah. So we, if you are at all excited about your first dance, we we choreographed ours. And I really... I'm glad we did that. It it made our first dance really, really memorable and everybody loved it. We've got cool pictures of it. Jordan actually stopped partway through. We we did our own editing to the track. We had a friend do it. And Jordan did a guitar solo <laughs> partway through our first dance where my mom like ran out a chair to me and I sat down and his one of his groomsmen brought out his electric guitar all set up and he did a little a guitar solo and then passed it back off and we finished our dance and and we choreographed the whole thing. It was beautiful. We loved it. So if you are at all inclined to do that, I would I would highly recommend looking into getting your first dance choreographed. We just did four dance classes and then kind of figured out some of it on our own actually. And it it was really fun. And it was cool. It was a it was a cool way to spend time together, quality time together before the wedding too, like with all the crazy planning going on and working. It was we for an hour, you know, once a week we got to just take a deep breath and dance together and it, it meant a lot. That's great advice. Well, Katie, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting with me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs> 